Welcome to Redefining Reality, where we live at the intersection of wellness, business, and the birth of a global tribe. So relax your body-mind, open your heart, and recognize that we are the ones we've been waiting for. Beautiful people, powerful people, I am talking to you. This is Brian Hardy of brianhardy.ca back with another episode of Redefining Reality. And this week, I've got an interesting one for you. It's been it's been an interesting time in my life. If I could just share personally for a little bit, fill you guys in on uh, what's been going on and where I'm at. So I have moved into a place with dear friend and colleague of mine, Angelito Marcos of the Living Proof Institute. If you guys have been following or listening, you know that I love Living Proof and that I love what they're up to over there in functional medicine and health optimization and expressing more of our human potential. So we're now living together. We've got this awesome spot in Mississauga, just outside Toronto. And uh, we're going to be throwing it down. We're going to be doing cooking videos, little workshops, uh, potentially nature excursions, wild foraging. I was over at Riverwood Park this morning, and uh, there's already garlic mustard and wild violets, which you would have heard about in the podcast last week with Anna. And those are two great sources of wild nutrition. So I know I'm going to be going back with my scissors, with my bag, collecting all sorts of fresh spring goodness and getting that into my body, right? Getting that high quality, wild nutrition into the body. So that's all very exciting. Very, very exciting stuff. And in the meantime, I've been kind of running around like a chicken with his head cut off, working, talking to people, moving my stuff. Like it's been a little bit crazy. And I want to apologize in advance if the audio quality is a little bit off on my end for this episode. I recorded using my good mic, but I was in a meeting room that had a bit of an echo, and I did the best I could. I put my coat around the microphone to act as a sound barrier, and I tried to speak up nice and close to it, but there's a bit of an echo, um, and so I ask you to just bear with me. This will not be a recurring thing. Now that we have our own space, I'm confident I'll be able to get pristine audio as often as possible. And um, that's that. Just wanted to give you a little heads up. And now uh, for the podcast, all of the notes for this week's episode are over at brianhardy.ca forward slash mitolife. That's M-I-T-O-L-I-F-E. And that's the uh, the name of my guest, Matt, Matt Blackburn. That's the name of his company. Mitolife.us is where you can find his products. And right now it's just a single product, which is a Algil DHA product, which is some of the highest quality um, food and nutrition for our brains, for our mitochondria, for our activation as human beings. 
And we talk a lot about activation in this episode, different ways to activate using sound, using, or not sound, rather using light, using uh, magnetism, using nutrition. There's so much, so, so, so much that Matt is tuned into. Um, and uh, yeah, his YouTube is Divine Superconductor. I guess that was his moniker before he started Mito Life. And it's uh, it's really quite true. Oh, excuse me. I need some more caffeine or stimulants. Or maybe not. Maybe not. I overdid it on stimulants lately. And I don't know about you, but my body does not like it. I can't handle it. And uh, anyways, getting off the stimulants, back onto fresh prana to feel good. Um, but yeah, so that's what we talk about. We talk about all sorts of cool stuff. There's links to everything. There's links to his website. There is an affiliate code, right? So as you listen to this, if you feel like, okay, I want to try some of this super high quality DHA, you can do so. Just put in the code redefining reality at checkout and you should save 20%. So that's fantastic. As always, we've got Audible sponsoring. And if you're not on Audible yet, what are you doing? You got to get on Audible and you got to get your first month free by signing up through my link. It's a no brainer. AudibleTrial.com forward slash Brian Hardy. Grab an audio book. I keep saying it, but I'm, I'm going to keep saying it. Don't, if, I hope you're not tired of hearing it, but Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Joe Dispenza. Worth the price of admission, which in this case is free. So it's invaluable, really. And I think that's it. I think that's it. I'm going to have a few other little links and stuff. If you want uh, products from Omica Organics, which is a really cool company that we talk about some of their stuff in the episode, that's going to be linked up, a little discount code for that. But um, really, I'm just excited for spring. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're embracing the changing of the seasons, ready to cleanse and renew and restore and uh, get to work because the work season is upon us for spring and summer. Long days mean lots of work getting done and lots of fun being had. So that's it for me. Checking out. Enjoy this episode with Matt Blackburn of Mito Life. Peace. Matt is a biohacker, an experiential researcher, student of the living mystery and share of practical information that people can use to improve their lives. I am on board with that. Matt studies light, water, and magnetism and uses them to heal and improve his state of being and believes that physics precedes biology in order of priorities and that we should acknowledge the basic fundamentals of life before using man-made methods of healing. Matt, welcome to Redefining Reality. Thanks, Brian. I'm stoked to be here. I've been following you for a while on Instagram, and I love everything you post on there. Likewise, likewise. I, it's like, you know, it's, 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 it's the rare occasion, I find, where you can, you know, you, you tune into someone's sort of stream, you know, what they're putting out, and it, it resonates so much with what you're into and what you're looking at, and they're like, you know, a few steps ahead of you in certain areas, and you're like, oh my goodness, that's so cool. Um, <laughs> I definitely geek out on your posts as well. Um, and love it. I, I mean, I love it. Um, it's it's this experiential you know research um, and and having it you know be a subjective experience right so how do you feel how do you perform how does what you're doing actually work for you 
right, and flipping that around on people so they, they can take ownership and responsibility of, you know, their, their health and their life ultimately. Right. Yeah, I, I could say unequivocally, uh, unequivocally that over the last seven years, uh, I've actually become smarter. And it, a lot of people think intelligence, you're kind of born with it or you don't have it at all. <laughs> and it's actually not true. We can actually become smarter and it starts with the mitochondria. So mm. uh, my friends and family, I believe, have noticed that over the years and uh, I've noticed it in myself just a lot of clarity, my memory improved, and most importantly, my emotional balance has just become more and more stable as the years go as it goes on. Fantastic, fantastic. And we're going to dive deep into all that stuff, but first, I want to take a step back and sort of, if you could paint the picture of, you know, how it is that you came to be this biohacking researcher. Uh, product formulator, entrepreneurial, you know, student of natural health and healing. Like, what did that look like? Was this always the case? What did childhood look like? Like, paint, paint that picture for us. Yeah, so uh, gr- growing up, I pretty much grew up in my backyard. We had a fairly small backyard, but there was a lot of dirt, a lot of grass, and a lot of animals around, uh, squirrel, you know, opossums. Uh, just a lot of insects, and I loved studying nature. There was just, even though I was, I was, I grew up around Nintendo and Xbox and all those video games. There was actually a huge part of me that loved being outdoors, and loved getting my hands in the grass and the dirt. And I would literally just sit and study insects, kind of touch them, observe them. So that's where it started, and I think my my mom kind of planted the seeds because she was into yoga and gardening. So I feel like her vibe of that kind of natural movement kind of kind of uh, affected me in a really deep way, in an energetic level. And so it was in high school where my friend showed me a PETA documentary narrated by Alex Baldwin, uh, "Meet Your Meat." And I watched that, and, you know, it was, of course, just showing CAFO factory farms and how the animals are mistreated. And before then, I had not questioned that reality of food. I just figured it was, you know, old McDonald's farm. It was all good. And, you know, there's no suffering, like, in that video. And then I noticed it's like a torture house, you know. And so so I cried. I became vegetarian overnight, and I maintained that strictly for five years. But like a lot of ethical vegans, I was in it for the animals and not for myself. And that's a problem because if we're not operating functionally, then we can't help. We're not of any help to anyone else, especially the animals. So it was in 2010, five years later, I discovered on YouTube uh, Dan McDonald, the life regenerator. And this was a guy, yeah, yeah, a lot of people know him. <laughs> so he was you know, shirtless and nudist parked in, in Washington in front of his RV with his Breville juicer. And he was throwing, you know, celery, carrot, ginger, apple, lemon, et cetera, different juice combinations. But the thing was, while he was juicing, shirtless in the sun, 
he was talking about gratitude and loving yourself and reaching your highest potential. And his words, and even though they were just short 10-minute videos, I just felt like an activation at the heart level from that. And I was so inspired. Uh, that was that man was definitely the catalyst that launched my whole uh, journey into natural health. Um, and so I started juicing vegetables and, and I switched to a hundred percent organic diet because when I was a vegetarian, I was a cheese and breaditarian for those five years. Mm. I was probably eating yeah, three or four sandwiches a week, you know, genetically modified wheat, glyphosate, glyphosate infused with, you know, chemicalized factory farm cheese. And, uh, you know, I was a pale, pasty, weak vegetarian, foggy headed, you know, the stereotypical, what meatheads think of as vegetarians. Mm -hmm. Then when I started juicing, basically I was, I was drinking vegetable juice that I juiced myself four or five days a week for about two years, pretty consistently. And within the first even just a couple weeks of doing that, I feel like I was coming off of drugs, like the fog lifted off my off my brain, and I felt a clarity that I never thought was possible. And uh, I was pretty much raw vegan for, for the next mm, three and a half years or so. And then I discovered the raw bras. You know, I've had about 15 teachers, just to summarize, Let's say Dan McDonald, let's say Daniel Vitalis, David Wolf, Robert Kassar, Gabriel Cousins, um, Marcus Rothkranz, a lot of the raw gurus. Um, and, I, and I experimented with a lot of their protocols. Oh, I forgot Douglas Graham, Durian Ryder. I've pretty much tried it all. I, I was a hardcore fruitarian for two years where I was eating an upwards of 20 bananas a day. And uh, I remember buying boxes, 30-pound boxes of dates. I would go through that a week. <laughs> I'd go through about 12 to 15 oranges a day. Yeah, I was hardcore. And then I would eat a huge salad at night. Um, yeah, I actually ate like a whole head of, of lettuce every single night for probably, I don't know, four years. I just recently, last year, kind of slowed down on that <laughs> mm -hmm. after researching kind of the agriculture system it's not the best so yeah so basically um uh broke the vegan fast with a bison burger felt awesome uh went into the raw bras stuff uh and yeah and i realized the power of animal foods you know uh, raw dairy pastured dairy raw egg yolks raw milk I did six months of a half gallon of raw goat's milk every single day. And at the time, I was going full-time to a private university and working three jobs, and I was thriving. So that, that showed me the power of animal fats right there. So, um, Wow. And so yeah. just to place us, was this all in California? I know you're based there now. Is this always been the case? Yeah, it has been. I've actually been in, in San Diego my entire life. Uh, that'll probably change at some point soon, just because uh, I think that this is going to turn into a desert. Inevitable. I mean, it already is, but eventually there's not going to be any more water. So I think it's smart to be somewhere with rainfall. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so yeah, this I, I'm I'm fortunate here in Southern California in that there are a lot of 
some very small family farms that, funny enough, you could actually source on Craigslist. So when people ask me about raw milk, I say, search on Craigslist, raw milk. And if you're in a kind of a semi-rural area or even a city, there's probably some farms around you. And the farm that I pick up from now is just a family of, I don't know, seven or eight people. And uh, it's a deal. It's, way, it's about half price what you would buy the goat's milk at at a co-op or a health food store when you buy direct. So, wow. um, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm really into the goat's milk. For a while, based on my last mentor, I was even doing these shakes where I would mix in royal jelly, bee pollen, propolis, raw honey, shilajit, ghee, coconut oil, uh, chaya wan prash, <laughs> chia mm-hmm. seeds, and uh, basically just make this super shake. And to me, that is the ultimate smoothie when people kind of make these berry smoothies from Costco, you know, frozen organic berries. That's cool, but you're still going to be getting a large dose of a lot of, let's say, chemtrail residue, residue, let's say, glyphosate, let's say, just all sorts of stuff. Uh, Bee products are are one of the cleanest foods on the planet, and uh, in my opinion, so is raw goat's milk. (laughs) because <laughs> the animal kind of acts as the filter instead of us being the filter. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. And I, I just love, I, I didn't, you know, I had no idea we were going to dive into all this stuff, but I'm the same way. And I, I mean, I don't want to tell this about me, but it, Dan McDonald um, pulled me out of a deep depression in, uh, in university when I was healing from my own health crisis. And, um, and then the Rob Ross came after that. And so it's like, so cool that these people that are putting messages out into the ether are connecting and inspiring and bringing us together. So I love that that connection is there. And for people listening, I'll link up um, one of one of Dan's great videos. He's got tons. Um, but uh, that's that's fantastic. That's fantastic. And then the raw goat's yeah. milk. I used a raw goat kefir to uh, to heal my gut and some leaky gut and some candida stuff that was going on. Until my farmer got shut down, and uh, mm. I know you guys have better pr- protection, I guess, or access to raw goat uh, or raw dairy out on the west coast. Because um, here, I mean, I'm a, I'm in Ontario, and the government does not like it one bit. Yeah, the laws around it are just draconian, ridiculous. Uh, just just ultimate. Just they're trying to control you know, co- human consciousness, essentially what it comes down to. And it's, you know, it, it's, uh, that's not possible when there, when there are small farms and we're, we're trading amongst each other, there's no way for them to control it. So I'm, I'm optimistic about the future, future of raw dairy and health in general. Um, for sure. It's, 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 it's all going to work out. <laughs> I, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. And I mean, from the bigger picture perspective, I guess it can't not work out, right? If you believe that sort of the universe has this, this divine unfolding. Um, but uh, I'm right there with you. It's, it's just there's too much momentum and too much awareness to, to, to go back or to shut it down. Absolutely. Hey, Brian, one thing I wanted to say, just a quick uh, tip. 
with you mentioned the goat kefir helping with your gut issues. Mm-hmm. Um, if anyone's familiar, I don't want to go too deep into this because it's a little, uh, a little. It's it's not the safest topic to talk about, but GCMAS. And if anyone's heard of that compound, um, and then the string of holistic doctors that died. There's a rest. I mean, there's a guy on YouTube that has a video with about 30,000 views showing how to make that at home. But if anyone wants to play around with that and has access to raw dairy, essentially you just mix raw Jersey cow's milk, raw kefir, and colostrum, and you ferment that, and you will have GCMAF. So that was a cool little trick I learned. And uh, the first time I ate that, I felt it a lot. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'll link to that for sure. So, okay, yeah, maybe we'll just we'll glaze over that. Uh, that could be a rabbit hole. I'm curious. I'm going to have to do some research after we get off this. But, um, yeah, anytime you say, you know, doctors being killed and raw goat products and healing, it's like, oh, shit. What's going on? <laughs> Something's working, right? Exactly. Uh, okay, so good to know. Good to know. And that's particularly for the leaky gut issue, I'm assuming? It, yeah, it, it's the main thing with that is it helps with the nagalase that they put into the vaccinations. Uh, so nagalase shuts down our body's ability to utilize vitamin D. So this act will actually help to uh, kind of detoxify or clear out that nagalase so that the body can use vitamin D again. Okay. Okay, good to know. That'll be linked up for sure. And for everyone listening, uh, this will be, all the show notes will be over at brianhardy.ca slash mitolife. brianhardy.ca slash mitolife. And, okay, so getting back to the story. Okay, so you discover or rediscover the power of animal products start having a more, you know, integrated way of eating and living. Um, And then from there, where do we go? Yeah, so, uh, you know, had the bison burger. I was pretty much went paleo pretty quick. I started making the bone broth, which I never imagined in my vegan days that I would ever do. And started drinking homemade grass-fed bone broth. Yeah. Yeah, felt huge, and I've been getting back into that recently, and I have a couple cool biohacks to make it even easier than the crockpot method. But yeah, I just started really, really getting into the the animal medicines. They're called a, a zoo chemicals, just like phytochemicals. So animal foods can actually be healing, even for diseases. And indigenous people of the world knew this. So. Yeah, I pretty much went paleo, and then I went back and forth with vegetarian and paleo. I'd say about three times uh, the last, uh, uh, about three years, two to three years. And that was due to, to moral, uh, kind of moral philosophy things going through myself. And I've just kind of come to a place, I really like Paul Check's philosophy on eating animals. Uh, I believe he was vegetarian for about eight years. Or more and then one day during his meditation his body just said eat meat and he did and so I think that's that is the key tuning in to that that deepest part of yourself in stillness and you you know what you need and giving thanks 
and respecting and honoring whatever life you're taking because plants do have a consciousness. Uh, shamans understand this well. They do, uh, they do feel fear um, when, when you eat them, when you eat lettuce. Sounds like a joke, but it's actually true. Uh, I actually have a what would be called a curling camera, but it's a, called a gas discharge visualization camera or GDV camera, and it sees the biophotons coming off of a living organism or non-living, actually. It'll even pick up from metals, anything. But you put your 10 fingers in this cube, and it reads the extreme low-frequency ultraviolet light coming off of your cells. And I put an apple in there when I was slicing it up with a ceramic knife that I was about to eat, and it shows its stress level, its emotional stress level, and it was almost a 10 out of 10. It was a nine and a half. <laughs> so plants do stress. They are just as conscious as animals. And that has been a profound, profound realization in my journey. It's really changed the way that I look at life. Um, yeah, I'm yeah. right there with you. It's, and it's sort of adapting or learning to adapt to, you know, what would be a more indigenous uh, worldview or mindset or paradigm, right, of that, you know, all life, all matter, really, I guess, is consciousness, right? It's consciousness become form. Um, and that life, you know, all life, whether it's on the highest level or the lowest level, it wants to perpetuate itself, right? Um, and there's survival instincts and mechanisms built in um, and communication mechanisms built in that we might not understand, right, scientifically with our certain instruments and processes. Um, although if you have something like what you've got, you know, you have some more proof, right, you can actually see the thing happening. Um, and I mean, if people look on YouTube, there's like, I think they use like a polygraph machine and they hook it up to a plant and you can measure um, Similarly, the stress or the feel-good, I guess, um, states when they play like music and things for plants. Um, but yeah, it definitely changes things. And it, I love how it expands the conversation from just like, you know, where you have people that are very dogmatic about a plant-based lifestyle, right? And, uh, and you can start to realize that, you know, life is life and it's only by human, um, you know, human creation and idea and hierarchy that we rank, you know, the life of a cow as more sacred than the life of uh, an apple or a tree or a head of lettuce or broccoli or whatever it is. Um, so it's it's really really interesting to just to see how our own human limitations um, inform the way we think about food and the way that we operate and go through our lives. So I, I yeah. love. I love that you're, you know, on that same that same path and that same wavelength. And for me, it's it's really been through, like you said, you know, connecting to teachings of shamans, right? The medicine people of the world, who maintain this, who maintain this this connection, this ability to, you know, directly communicate to the plants and spirits and consciousness of all sorts, um, which is something we can all do, right? And we might we might dive into that a bit more as we go through, because I'm sure you've had experiences, um, you know, of that sort of a thing. Um, so, right. Okay, so, yeah. so 
you're getting into a more flexible back and forth, you know, vegetarian, paleo, ethics, you know, sourcing, you know, what feels the best, what, what do you have access to? Um, and then when does biohacking become, become such a thing? Because I know biohacking, I mean, it ties into the nutrition and all that, but it's kind of its own animal at this point. So I'm curious, just you know, your relationship with that, and 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 you know, how that's further informed your your experimentation, as it were, um, and then leading us through to um, to what you're doing now, right? To what you're doing now, which is running your own company and specializing in a very very potent form of uh, DHA. Um, so I'd love to hear a little bit about that, and just feel free to jump in wherever you feel. Awesome. Yeah, so um, the biohacking one is a great question. Uh, Biohacking to me, it's a two-part thing. It's mitigating our astronaut-like living conditions. And number two, it's reaching our highest potential and kind of activating and becoming more kind of just like becoming the best version of yourself sort of a thing as Elliot Hulse says. And so biohacking began began with me um, when I went to these holistic health expos. And I went to one in my vegan days, near the end of my vegan days, actually, and I discovered advanced tachyon products. And I'd read about these in one of Gabriel Cousins' books. Uh, I believe it was... Um, spiritual nutrition where Dr. Gabriel Cousins started to talk about tachyon particles, which are faster than light particles that are uh, basically fundamental, uh, smaller than electrons and protons, smaller than even pions and muons. These are pretty much the smallest particle we found yet, supposedly. Um, But they actually structure matter. They kind of provide the blueprint for matter to organize itself. So I discovered a booth at this expo selling tachyon products, and I was super excited. And I was like, hey, I'll try out these $20 wristbands, elastic wristbands, cotton, that have been put in this tachyonization process for two weeks. So supposedly it changes the molecular structure um, to become an antenna, a permanent antenna for these tachyon particles coming in. And so when you wear these on your wrist, it's supposed to help with carpal tunnel. You know, if you're an accountant, if you type a lot, if you write a lot, it helps to decrease inflammation in the wrist. So, okay, whatever. So I experiment with these things. I, I wear them for a while. And then I start getting into the discs. Um, and basically, I just dived into these products, and I actually did an experiment where I have the picture still on my Facebook, and this is the fascinating part, where I proved, well, with one experiment anyway, that these tools had an effect on a biological entity, a grape in this case. And so I picked two grapes from the same vine from, that I bought from the co-op, two organic grapes, green grapes, and I placed one on the silica glass tachyonized disc on my kitchen counter at room temperature in my first apartment. So there's one grape on the disc, one off of the disc. And I took a picture every week for a month. 
and the one that was off of the disc after a month it was a it was a raisin it was shriveled it was uh, uh the part where i picked it was black uh it, it was not green anymore the one that was on the disc however was still hydrated it still had water in it it was still green and even the part where i plucked it where it's connected to the vine was still brown wasn't black so that was a wow moment and that showed me that the anti-aging effects of tachyon products are the hydration sparing effects because uh, hydration is anti-aging fundamentally. So that, that initiated a little string of uh, research and experiments. I went into Dr. Patrick Flanagan's work and eventually invested in his uh, Neurophone NF3. Uh, I have a YouTube video where I re reviewed that on my channel, Divine, Divine Superconductor TV. Uh, that's an ultrasonic brain device that you strap it to your forehead and it beams basically dolphin frequencies, 30 kilohertz or 30,000 hertz of ultrasound into the brain. And uh, what I understand now is that ultrasound actually builds the exclusion zone of water, just like crystal singles can do, just like... Uh, infrared radiation from the sun can do, just like uh, a cold bath can do. So I didn't know it then, but what I was doing is I was building the battery of my brain with that device, and that's how the neurophone works. So that kind of just, uh, I was just tumbling down the rabbit hole, as you can, uh, as I probably, you know, <laughs> you can tell with all these devices. Um, and I've probably invested over the years, I, I don't know, over four or five grand in these different devices from, you know, 50 to 100 microampere blood cleansers to PEMF devices. Uh, I recently bought a muscle stim device. Um, and I recently got Jack Cruz's the Quantlet device, which beams light frequencies directly into the wrist and uh, blood irradiation, photobiomodulation, which is my focus. So, um, I'm really into the technology aspect of the biohacking, uh, the mitigation as well. So it depends where you want to go with this, Brian. We could either go what I use to activate or what I use to mitigate. But in a way, they're almost, they kind of crisscross a little bit. Yeah, okay, yeah, there's a lot there. Um, I would say let's do, uh, let's do activate. Let's do activate, and we can talk maybe a couple of your top few, right? Because I don't know about you, but um, you know, there's only so much time in the day, and so maybe what are the you know the most bang for your buck sorts of practices um, that would be good for people to consider, you know, getting on a regular basis? Yeah, it's funny. it's funny you say that. Um, JP Sears uh, recently made a very hilarious video on biohacking. <laughs> and he does a lot of parodies. And in this video, I think it was a five-minute uh, comedy. And after all of his biohacking routine where he was listening to Byronal beats while jumping on a trampoline blindfolded or something, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was like the end of the day. He's like, well, I'm ready to start my day after all these protocols. And it's like, you know, sunset. <laughs> uh... <laughs> 
So it's, it's hilarious you say that because there is some truth to that, that there is so much, only so much time in the day. And my family and even some of my friends look at me uh, with all the stuff I do, uh, kind of, wow, isn't that exhausting? Or how do you find the time for that? So to me, it's just about kind of integrating and multitasking and doing these things while you're doing other things. So jumping into your question here, top three things I recommend to activate. The first one would be to have some type of a sauna practice. And uh, there's, there's all these different saunas on the market. I used one of those zip-up ones. Uh, one disclaimer is if someone's getting a sauna and they want to save money, do not... Uh, do not buy one off of eBay where it's like around $130 that come from China and they look silver and they zip up because those EMFs, the electromagnetic fields that come off of those things are horrible. It's like being in a microwave oven. So the one that I used for years was called the Therisage and I bought that used on Craigslist. Uh, love that website <laughs> for about $300. So it was about half price. And a lot of the time you could find used saunas online or you can build your own. And I have a 30-minute YouTube video where I talk about the benefits of a sauna. But essentially, uh, a quick summary of how to do it, you go to Home Depot, you buy basically chicken brooding lights, 250-watt heat lamps, they're called. And the best place to buy them is at a tractor supply store. Uh, people always message me almost every day, Matt, what brand do you recommend of bulbs for ultraviolet or whatever? Uh, my experience is if you can stay away from the major brands, it's probably better. I know uh, certain infrared bulbs use a Teflon coating. There's research that suggests that that Teflon off-gasses and can kill birds. So uh, the ones I bought were uh, about $5 each, actually at a tractor supply store. So if you have one of those near you, that is the best. And then you just get these clamps and you get ideally four, uh, minimum three. And I mounted, th mounted them to a wooden board, but you don't even have to do that. You can just clamp them on, say your shower curtain rod. And you make almost like when you were a kid, you make a little fort where it's completely enclosed. So I actually used a painter's canvas, just a large cloth. And just try to stick with natural materials. You know, organic is good if you can stay away from plastic, all that. But I actually built the frame of my sauna out of PVC piping. So it took me about an hour and a half on the floor of Home Depot. I had no blueprint, no schematic. I just measured myself sitting on the floor and sawed them and connected them, kind of like Legos. <laughs> um, and so that's been working out for me really well. I have four... These are near-infrared lights, and I actually upgraded it. This is kind of the advanced method, and there's a timing with this. I have a grow light, like if you're growing plants, on the bottom, and then I have an ultraviolet A, UVA, LED light on the bottom. I use those primarily in the morning and afternoon for days like today where it's gloomy out. So... Um, top three biohacking things. The number one thing is just to get a light practice down. You can buy, there's the Juve, there's all of these really expensive red and 
you know, full spectrum lights that are supposed to protect against seasonal affective disorder or SAD, you know, when people get depressed in the winter with a lack of sunlight. But it even happens during, you know, if you just have a string of gloomy weeks, which happens no matter where you are sometimes. So I think it's really a good strategy for someone to have some form of artificial light uh, that they supplement the missing frequencies that they're not getting from the sun. So, so that's a really good idea. Um, and if you get if you get a sauna, that's going to be usually far infrared, the zip up ones. Then if you get the wooden box ones, a lot of the time they're full spectrum infrared, which is nice because then you have the near, the mid, and the far, which uh, most closely replicates the sun. Why I like the near infrared is because it penetrates the deepest. So different light penetrates different. Uh, um, it penetrates differently into the tissue. So ultraviolet only penetrates like 0.1 millimeter. Near infrared will actually penetrate all the way to the muscle, three inches. That's super deep into the tissue. So that means that you're it's getting to your thyroid glands. That means that it's getting to your organs and glands. And it's actually regenerating the mitochondria. It's charging the mitochondria in those areas and is building what's called the exclusion zone of water. It's building a battery in your blood. The far infrared only penetrates half of that, which is an inch and a half. So I could do an, probably an entire show just on <laughs> the light therapy alone, but uh, so we don't take up all the time. My number one thing would be, of course, yes, sauna light practice. I actually retrofitted, I live here in an RV. People kind of sometimes joke, say it's like healthy breaking bad here. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's definitely uh, a little crazy. I I am a certified mad scientist. Uh, Sometimes it's hard to walk because I have a stacked, I'm I'm sitting next to a third chakra crystal singing bowl. Um, I have a water distiller in the corner six-stage water filter under my sink. But uh, I actually have red LED lights. I switched out all the white lights in here for red LEDs on eBay that I bought. And so at night, I'm not getting blue light. I'm only getting the red light. Um, and so that that's another little hack you could do. Red light, and if you're kind of adventurous, ultraviolet light at night is a good option. So, number one, <laughs> summarize that. I think it was like a 10-minute monologue on light. Uh, that would be uh, supplementing supplementing the light indoors. It's having some type of light practice. Because when I had the sauna, I wasn't even sweating for the first couple weeks because I couldn't get my canvas to cover me to make, you know, make me sweat. But I was addicted to it. I was spending literally six to eight hours a day in front of these heat lamps because my body, I felt a deep reset uh, happening just from the frequencies of light, not even from the beneficial effects of heat, heat shock proteins and all of that, sweating just from the frequencies of light. So just kind of getting light back into your life, even if it's artificial, it's not ideal, but it works. So that's, yeah, yeah. So that's one, (laughs) um, Another one, uh, the next two activation biohacks would be probably your water. 
That would be number two. Um, I have a pretty deep little routine I'm doing now where I have Moscow Mule pure copper cups. Uh, if you go to thrift stores like TJ Maxx or Ross, you'll see sometimes these copper cups, but the inside of them are lined with some type of silver or weird stuff. Who knows? You have to get them online. And as long as, long as it's you know copper inside the cup, it's all just copper. There's no like covering, uh, nothing lining the inside. Then you know it's fine. So what I do is I fill those up with really clean water, and that's I mean, that's a whole issue. <laughs> Cleanest water you can get, and then I put ice, filtered ice, in there, and then I add some magnesium bicarbonate. And this is something that I sell, but more importantly, I teach people how to make. I have a video if anyone's interested on how to make the best magnesium supplement for really cheap. And I sell the 15-minute video for $15, which I think is very fair. And magnesium bicarbonate is magnesium that's bound to a bicarbonate ion. And this is, in a way, a biohack in itself. Uh, magnesium bicarbonate is really powerful because the bicarbonate acts as a, as a co-transporter to actually shuttle the magnesium into the mitochondria. So the magnesium pulls the bicarbonate with it into the cell, and then once in the cell, the bicarbonate drives the magnesium like a car into the mitochondria. And that's where the magnesium has to be. Because if our blood magnesium drops, like they measure in blood tests, you have a heart attack. So your blood, your, your body's gonna pull the magnesium from the different areas, the organs, the glands, the tissues, to keep your blood at a certain level. But that doesn't mean that you're sufficiently topped off in magnesium reserves. The magnesium must be inside the RBCs, inside the red blood cells, in the mitochondria, and in, in actually the mitochondria of your cells. So that's that's the key with the magnesium. Um, so uh, just spiking your water with magnesium bicarbonate, that would be my number two recommendation. I take it further in that I put <laughs> that mixture, that cold water with the magnesium bicarbonate on a 10-gauss magnetic field. I sleep on a 10-gauss magnetico sleep pad, which is one of the best things I've ever done. And... Um, yeah, basically, I mean, if you think about where they store wine, the power of wine partially is in the resveratrol, but it's mainly in the water in the wine because they store it in dark bottles and they store it in glass and they store it in cellars close to the Earth's magnetic field. And if you think about a spring, that's where water likes to be. It likes to be in the Earth, cold, dark, high amount of magnetism. So that's kind of intersecting the whole water issue. Store your water in darkness. Never have the crock. If you have a water crock, add a few drops of oregano to it. Cover it in a cloth so it's completely dark. Light should not touch water. The only exception to that is if you have Myron glass. And I'm going to keep throwing in all these advanced tips. This mm -hmm. is for the advanced biohackers. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so Oma, 
Omica Organics sells Myron glass bottles that I've been playing with for years. And supposedly the Egyptians used these to store their herbs and different things, preserve things. And it's basically violet glass. And if you put water in Myron glass and you put it out in the sun, it only allows in invisible purple, ultraviolet light and infrared. So if you look into the work of Dr. Gerald Pollack, the fourth phase of water, he says that infrared light is the thing that builds the exclusion zone or the fourth stage of water basically builds a battery in water. It charge separates it into positive and negative. So, I mean, sound could do the same thing. Crystal singing bowls, good music, chanting, all of that, of course. But, um, yeah, so number two, water hacks. I think I threw a good amount out there. Uh, spike your water with some magnesium because we're all tanked in magnesium, just like we're all tanked in DHA for multiple reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's that's the second one. Third one would be... Um, uh, magnetism and grounding. So this kind of ties in with my whole light water and magnetism thing. Might as well do the biohacks for each one of those. <laughs> Make it easy. So the I have a tri-field meter you can buy for about a hundred bucks online. And this tool is, I would say is essential for a biohacker to own. And what this, this tri-field meter measures is electric fields, radio wave, radio fields, microwaves. Um, the, the key part is the magnetic field that it measures. So it can measure, it's really sensitive to measuring magnetic fields in Gauss. And it goes from zero up to, I believe it's like 40. And anything above three, uh, three milligauss is harmful to human health. And the Russians figure this out. The thing is, the U.S. is kind of like a big experiment. Uh, this can kind of, I might lose some people here, but I don't really care. <laughs> uh, from, my, from my experience, the Nazis kind of, uh, after World War II, they never lost the war. Uh, Operation Paperclip, we took, you know, hundreds of their best scientists and created NASA, Nazi NASA. And we integrated these scientists into our medical medical system, into our scientific system, into our research system. And so a lot of what we use, why are we using 60 cycle AC electricity in the walls when we know beyond a shadow of doubt that it harms human health? Why don't we use DC current? Why do we use Wi-Fi that harms human health when we could use another type of Wi-Fi that does not harm human health. Why do we use artificial blue wavelength of light in our iPhones and our Androids and our laptops when we could use very well a full spectrum of light or even just amber-colored uh, screens? Uh, you know, we have Flux and Iris and all of these little apps that can kind of change the lighting of the screen, but there's a lot of these booby traps, and this is why we have to be biohackers. It's not to be cool, to be part of this whatever niche movement. Being a biohacker is about mitigating the risks of your environment while at the same time activating activating yourself so that you can be a better service to the world. 
so you can be a better parent, a better friend, a better sharer of information, so you can activate others. And why do we want to get activated? Just to improve the quality of life on this planet, because it can be a lot better than it is. And we all know that at a deep level, for sure, that things could be better than the way they're set up. And it, it, it's it's about us becoming activated on an individual level. So back to yeah. the magnetic Thanks, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> so with the magnetic field thing, it's uh, if you get a, a tri-field meter and you measure it at your bed and you're at, say, 15 gauss, then that tells you that you're living in a bad environment and that you're not going to sleep as well. And bad sleep translates to decreased lifespan. It, incre- it just translates to worse health. Sleep is where everything resets. And it is the basis for health. That is why uh, a lot of my hacks are centered around ultimate rejuvenation when we sleep. So if you get this tri-field meter and just, you know, kind of do like a feng shui of the magnetic field in your environment, in your home, you might have to move your bed. You might have to move your workstation. Move it to a spot where the gauss is, is three or less. Uh, where the meter is not jumping off the charts. And another thing you could do, let's say that you don't have an option for that. Uh, For example, with me, I'm in an RV, and the only – my workstation is is pretty high. It's it's actually pretty insane. It's around 13. Um, I ground myself. So you can get a grounding pad, and ideally you would not do it to the grounding socket with the three prong in the wall and the third one is the grounding socket, you would not ground to that. Ideally, you would ground directly to the earth. So you'd go out the window or you drill a hole or go through the floor and you get a rod that you put in the earth. And I highly recommend, I don't know really anyone else talking about this, I highly recommend this strategy, which is to, uh, I, I'm, I promote Omico Organics a lot. Rafi, the owner, is a great guy. I've talked to him many times. The integrity of this company is just so high, and they sell this thing called a copper – well, they call it a, a high-frequency, low-frequency cre- low vitalizer. And whether or not you believe in the energetics of this thing, uh, it's a copper rod filled with shungite. And shungite is a mineral that's been found to actually have anti-radiation effects. It kind of harmonizes EMFs a little bit, neutralizes them, you could say. And so I would ground directly to this. And these rods aren't expensive. I believe they're like $50 or something. And they last forever. And you'd, you could just get alligator clips, kind of like daisy chain them together to that rod. But I sleep grounded to that. I ground while I'm at the computer to that. Funny enough, with aluminum foil. You can buy, I think the website is grounded.com. You can buy um, grounded mats. And, and those are, are um, more aesthetically pleasing. But again, I'm kind of like a Breaking Bad biohacker, so I don't really care about the aesthetics at, at my current uh, <laughs> current stage and where I'm at. I'm just in, in it for the effects. Um, but yeah, you could actually take a, a voltmeter, like you test your car battery, and you will see that your body voltage drops uh, about 100 times when you're grounded to the earth. And grounding or earthing, being barefoot, you're utilizing a physics principle, which is the inverse Hall magnetic spin effect. Uh, 
And that basically just says that we can take the magnetic field of the Earth and transfer it into our body into a DC electric current. And the DC electric current is what we use throughout the day. And then at night, that goes away and we use purely magnetism. So to me, it's all about kind of balancing the DC electric current, increasing it, increasing your magnetism. And the more charged up you are, the more you can push off these fields. Um, one of the more advanced biohacks, if you want to get into, Brian, is the cold baths I've been doing. And that is definitely my highest excitement lately. Those have been profound, not only physiologically, but psychologically and spiritually. Uh, the cold is just amazing. Mm. And are you working in some of like the Wim Hof breathing with that or just straight up just going in and doing your thing? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I have been getting into the breathing. If I start uh, heavy shivering, which sometimes happens at 55 degrees, uh, it'll usually start happening about 10 or 15 minutes into it. I usually do 20 to 30 minute soaks. That's when I'll get into the breathing and I'll start breathing deeper. And it's, interestingly enough, that shivering will go away once I breathe. So that shows me the power of breathing right there. And even Wim Hof says uh, the cold is a teacher. And I, if, if I understand him correctly, he means that it teaches us how to breathe deeper and to breathe at all. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, and I can definitely speak to the power of grounding. I've slept on a grounded bed sheet for the past five years, four or five years maybe. Um, and it's one of those things that I don't realize how great it is until I go without it for a couple of days. And then I get back on and my sleep is just that much more sound. Um, and my recovery from exercise has improved. And so definitely on board with the grounding. Awesome, Brian. Real quick on that, if, if you have a chance to, uh, I would love to get some feedback if, if you want to try it. Get a hold of that copper and shungite rod and ground to that. Mm. And then get a, get a hold of a lodestone. And this is magnetite that's been struck by lightning. And you what? can measure this. Yeah, it's a permanent earth battery. Cleopatra supposedly slept on this to keep her skin beautiful and anti-aging. You could literally do an experiment uh, with grounding without and with a lodestone. So I sleep with a 25-pound lodestone. You don't have to go to this extent. Even a small one works. I, I actually have my parents doing this. Just by a lodestone, being on one of those silver threads onto that grid of grounding increases the voltage multiple times because the lodestone could actually have 8 to 10 times the present DC pulsed uh, magnetoelectricity of the Earth. Uh, so it's that's, that's been pretty powerful. It, it pretty much supercharges your grounding. If, if you don't even do the copper rod with shungite, just to put a lodestone on the threads, that was huge for me. I really felt the difference there. Okay, and you're, even like something like just a little handheld sort of thing? I would do one that's about the size of your fist if possible. I believe I'm still trying to source them. I believe they're available on eBay. Uh, okay. And about ten bucks for about one the size of your fist, so not too expensive. Not bad at all. Okay, no, I'll definitely look into that. I'm always down for little things, little things that can, can be added in. This is why I love talking to people like you. 
because it's opening up all these different things to look into and my mind is just very excited very excited to jump into all this okay, but okay so we covered awesome. our light we covered our water we covered our magnetism uh, and so you are grounded you're magnetized you've got your magnetical sleep pad you got your lodestone quite the uh, cocoon I imagine <laughs> yeah well here in the RV I actually have a I believe it's a telephone wire. So it's some really heavy-duty wire about five feet above the roof of my RV because I'm actually parked in the city here. It's kind of a funny situation. I'm just uh, uh, renting this for my friends. It's kind of in a slightly shady neighborhood. I'm just basically I'm just kind of incubating and birthing this mitolife idea here. So um, I don't really need a really super – I, I'm just an experimenter. I like, you know, I, but, but I can, I believe that I've built kind of a safe haven here, even though it's kind of an extreme environment where I'm at with six Wi-Fi fields. Um, actually grounded the frame of the RV itself to the earth with, to that same rod. And actually in my cold bath, I have the water grounded to that same rod. So there's three connections to that copper rod. <laughs> Beautiful. And that, that brings us perfectly I want to dive into what MitoLife is and what that is looking like and feeling like and what the mission is there. Absolutely. Yeah, so um, just to kind of give some context, I started Divine Superconductor after attending a Dr. Robert Kassar lecture. I believe it was like the ninth or tenth time. It was the last time I saw the guy speak. Um, great friend, great guy. He's he's kind of a biohacker in his own right. And uh, I was just really inspired after I got home from his talk to start making YouTube videos consistently. So I made one video every single week for, I believe it was about two years, really consistently. And I just recently took a break to birth MitoLife. But if anyone's interested in that, you can find me at Divine Superconductor TV. And that's all my previous about two years of work. And last year, I discovered, um, I would say, my most profound mentor yet. Uh, he didn't uh, – there's this great quote, uh, good teachers don't tell you what to see. Um, they just tell you where to look. So I feel that this neurosurgeon, Dr. Jack Cruz, he, he kind of told me what to see to a degree, but he more showed me where to look. And so – I've been really delving into the light water and magnetism thing heavily, really heavily for the last year and a half, not only reading books about light and magnetism and electricity as it relates to biological organisms, but actually experimenting with these ideas, nude sunbathing, getting outside first thing and getting the sun in your eyes for five to 10 minutes, looking towards the sun, not sun gazing, but just waking up your pituitary glands. All of these practices, minding your light environment, blocking artificial light at night, and then the flip side is getting bright light in the morning. All these biohackers that block artificial light at night, they're missing the bright light in the morning. And artificial light can't compare to the sun. Um, it, it's better than nothing, but ideally you get outside and you get that sun in your eyes. So all of this have, has led to me researching this omega-3 polyunsaturated fatty acid called docosahexaenoic acid. 
And this omega-3 fatty acid makes up 50% of our cell membranes. And the other 50% is actually an omega-6 called arachidonic acid. So it's funny that when I was this, you know, fruitarian for two years, low fat, high carb, fats, fats are critical for the nervous system. Fats are critical for creating an electric current in our cells, in our mitochondria, for creating 30 million volts at the mitochondrial level because it's only the, the membrane's only four to five nanometers thick. So it creates a huge voltage, and with that, whenever there's an electric current, it creates a huge magnetic field. So DHA, um, that, that research has been profound for me. I did an experiment because, again, I don't just follow these gurus and take their word for gospel. What I do is I listen to what they have to say. I'm open. I'm always open to new information from anyone. And then I experiment. And if I feel something, then there, I know that there's some efficacy to what they're saying. And so I've been following this neurosurgeon's work for just, let's say, about two years and, and actually putting into practice these principles. And one of the ones um, is, is with DHA and seafood. And I did this experiment where for six months I ate a heavy seafood diet. And I'm talking smoked wild Alaskan sockeye salmon five days a week for six months. Uh, about maybe two dozen oysters a week for six months. And uh, I, I felt great. I, I felt amazing. But the thing is, knowing what I know now, I only had half the story right. Because you have to have DHA with the nude sunbathing, with the grounding, with the cold therapy, cold thermogenesis. Those things are what interact with the DHA. Those things are what, um, there's just two parts to it. DHA is kind of like the, it's the structural component. So it just sits there. It, 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 uh, we're supposed to have three pounds of it in our central and peripheral nervous system. We store it. We store it in our eyes. We store it in our brain. And we store it in our heart. And why do we store it in those areas? Well, our brain and our heart create huge magnetic fields because they have the most mitochondria. One neuron has about 3,600 mitochondria in it per cell. And our, one cardiac cell has up to 10,000 mitochondria in it. That's why if you get a squid magnometer, scientifically you can measure the magnetic field of the heart, well, just the entire human body, but it comes mainly from the heart, 22 feet outside of the body. That is, that, is, that is where nonverbal communication with, comes in. That is where the basis of compassion comes in with true, the deepest human communication comes through our magnetic field. And that's, that was, um, and these, these are the foundational principles of mitolife, essentially. So um, it, it's, I sell a, um, I should say, I, I share <laughs> a algae oil with the world that is, profound because it's actually a replacement for seafood. In my studies, I found that seafood was essential because DHA 
has to be in this certain position, which is the SN2 position of the glycerol backbone for our body to actually utilize it. So there's SN1, SN2, and SN3. And a lot of these algae oil supplements that are vegan supplements are in the wrong position. Not only that, a lot of them are wild harvested. And we all know that the ocean is contaminated. You know, Fukushima, we have radiation, we have plasticizers, PCBs, mercury, all sorts of stuff. Um, no matter what you get from the ocean, there's going to be some level of contamination. The magic of, of Mitolife Cremista DHA is that we grow it in clean tanks indoors. So it's actually a wild strain of algae called Schizochytrium. And I call it Chromista because it's in the Chromista family, just like kelp is. And Schizochytrium, there's a lot of clinical studies on my website where I cite that it is in the SN2 position. So it's, it's actually a replacement. It can be a replacement for seafood. One important caveat to that that I would like to say is that just like everything, there's cofactors, right? So with seafood, let's say you eat an oyster, which is a superfood. You're not only getting DHA, but you're getting iodine, selenium, and zinc, and copper. So these minerals, iodine, selenium, zinc, and copper, it's important to make sure that you have those in your lifestyle at some level. I have a lot of vegan friends, a few really hardcore biohacker vegan friends that I recently connected with at the Natural Products Expo West, and they're really smart. Their brain's working, I could tell. They're on it, they're on magnesium, etc. Their hack is they take my DHA, and then they take nascent iodine. And this is a step above Lugol's transdermal iodine. So they take nascent iodine, both orally and transdermally, and then they'd eat Brazil nuts for the selenium. And one Brazil nut a day, I'm sure a lot of people have heard, covers your uh, selenium needs. So it's pretty cool to know that um, at, at MitoLife, I'm actually helping vegans to live a more, mm, let's say, activated life. Because if DHA isn't in cell membranes, you can't utilize photons from the sun. You can't take the photons from the sun and change them into a DC electric current. You can't actually generate voltage at the mitochondrial level. You can't make a magnetic field to push off the non-native EMF from Wi-Fi, etc. You can't get all the benefits if you're in the cold. So uh, I would love to do some experiments with long-term vegans where they try some of my DHA and then they take an ice bath, grounded, naked sunbathing. Uh, I, I had an almost religious experience in my about my eighth cold bath because what the cold does is actually shuttles the DHA deeper into the brain. It also shuttles dopamine, that feel-good, happy neurotransmitter, into the frontal lobe. So just because we're taking these things doesn't mean that they're going to get put in the right place. DHA is primarily shuttled by melatonin. And that's why all of this stuff is interconnected. If uh, there, It's kind of like an education program whenever I, I, I talk about DHA because I want people to understand that health, uh, and as I'm sure you know, Brian, is not just taking a supplement and you get better. 
you kind of have to have the other cofactor activities with it. So, um, so yeah, with the DHA, it's, it's, you have to have the grounding, you have to have a sunbathing practice or, you know, a, sun, a, a sauna practice with, with the bulbs. If you don't have access to sunlight a lot and there, there will be an activation of the brain. Uh, um, I can almost guarantee that. Uh, I, I felt it when I ate my first oyster um, two years ago. It felt like a pressure in the back of my head. And it felt like a good thing. It felt like an activation. Something was switching on. So um, fascinating stuff. If anyone kind of questions what I said about the... Um, you know, you know, DHA helping with turning photons into a DC electric current and all of that. I recommend referencing Michael Crawford's work. He has a great PubMed study on the quantum effects of DHA because DHA actually has mechanical properties, electromechanical properties, and quantum properties. And the quantum properties are very cool because what is light, water, and magnetism? They're quantum effects. They're, they're prob uh, probabilistic. When, it, when, when we're getting photons coming from the sun, it's 100% by chance that they react with the electrons in our body. So what's, 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 uh, where can we go with that practically? Well, how about the more electrons you have in your body, the more sun you could capture? And that, that's the quantum effects of DHA and sunlight. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah, man, we could go deep. We could talk for hours and still have, you know, more to cover. So I, I think this is great for an intro for a lot of those subjects. And people, you know, don't get overwhelmed. There's a lot of science here. There's a lot of things to be considered. But take the actionable tips, right? Take the simple things one at a time and just try them out. Just try them out, start getting them going. Um, see if you can stack them, right, to make it more simple, to make it more applicable, um, and see if you don't feel the difference, because by God, you will feel the difference. I mean, I can speak to the cold, I can speak to the light, having uh, recently built my own little sauna setup, and um, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's these simple, simple things that are so profound, so profoundly effective. And, okay, I wanted to touch on a couple other things before we jump off here. Um, and so, just to remind people again, Mito Life is the name of this new venture. And the website, I believe, is mitolife.us is our URL. Very, very well referenced, you know, no, no shortage of scientific references. And you've got the product up there, the Chromista, which is just, that's just a badass name. <laughs> right? That just sounds good. That just sounds sexy. So that's up there. There's all sorts of, you know, information people can dive into. People can order this stuff. Um, and I love that you're doing it in the way that you're doing it because, yeah, the ocean is, is uh, it's not a clean place. And it's not... I mean, it's probably not even sustainable to be harvesting algae from the ocean when that's like the base of the food chain. Um, not right. That, not that that's probably going to stop anybody. And uh, I had heard, I think it was Bruce Lipton talking about how, you know, we could have like no wild fish left in the next 40 years or something. 
Um, so it's going to become, you know, that much more important that we just source things ethically, but still maintain, you know, the wild genetics, right? We maintain the wild genetics within this modern-day zoo um, that we find ourselves in. Well said, Brian, yeah. And I, I forgot to mention, you bring up fish oil really quick. A lot of the fish oil, especially the major brands, uh, even worse if you were to buy it at, let's say, CVS or somewhere, a lot of it's oxidized. So when DHA oxidizes, it actually turns dangerous. It turns into a almost like eating a McDonald's Big Mac. Uh, there's no difference. So the benefit of mine is it's very shelf-stable. I recommend people keep it refrigerated in a dark place. Um, but I, there's vitamin C or tocopherols uh, in there, so the vitamin E preserves it really well. Whereas fish oil, it's, just, it's, it's a little more prone to going rancid. And you have the contamination factor as well. Yeah, huge things, huge things, right? And I hear from people, it's like, oh, yeah, I take fish oil. And it's like, okay, you know, send me a picture of the bottle. And it's, you know, the cheapest drugstore fish oil you can find. Um, I usually tell them, okay, throw that away and either buy wild seafood or invest in a better brand because you're not doing yourself any benefits by cheaping out on something that's so fundamental to healthy functioning. Absolutely. Yeah, that's well said. And you know what, Brian, I forgot to mention that um, uh, I'll, I'll make a little discount code for your listeners um, to get a little discount on my algae oil. So if you use, um, let's see here, what name should we put for this one? <laughs> let's do redefining reality is the discount code. Um, your listeners will get 20% off their order. Okay. Thanks, man. Of course. Much appreciate. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to share this with my my my, my biohacking friends, my nutrition friends. Really, I think my nutritionist friends are going to eat this up because um, people are always. And I mean, and up here in Canada, we have less, far less access to great things. Um, and I don't know. Are you able to ship to Canada? Is that is that something you're doing at this point? Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a possibility. Um, I believe I actually just shipped up there. Um, I think it was, I shipped a good amount. I think it was four or five bottles. Um, it might've been around, I think it ends up being between 20 and $30. It's not, it's not too bad. I can always, if anyone's interested, definitely just shoot me a message, um, either through Facebook or my website. And, uh, I'm, I'm really, uh, reachable. So just say, Hey, how much would shipping be for this many bottles? And we'll work it out. Cool, man. Much appreciated. Of course, much appreciated. That was that was the biggest thing for me, having that uh, that California experience last year was just the access to so much amazing stuff that uh, we just don't have up here. So if I can play my part in you know bringing more awareness and bringing this stuff to more people, then I'm a happy camper. Um, so yeah, if you're listening to this and you're into it. Maybe we put together a bulk order and we can all split on shipping and have ourselves a great old time getting upgraded with this DHA. <laughs> so I'm going to put that out there to whoever's listening. Um, Sounds yeah, great. Thank you, man. Thank you. And I wanted to ask you, what comes up for you when you hear the term redefining reality? Wow. That's a great question. Um, 
I would say, uh, hmm, redefining reality. To me, that it's kind of like my journey in the last seven years. The more knowledge I have of how things work, how things work in me specifically, um, how how kind of improving my state of being actually alters my perception of reality. Um, uh, I've heard it said before that the the brain isn't actually a um, I forget if, I think it was Bruce Lipton or Terrence McKenna. The brain actually doesn't generate consciousness. It's actually more of a uh, receiver, um, transmitter receiver of information. So I think that by upgrading our state of being through these biohacking techniques, through reconnecting with the nature, rewilding, we're actually kind of changing the way, uh, um, allowing more information to come in to our nervous system. I really like this book by Iztox Dentoff called Stalking the Wild Pendulum. And it's a really trippy book where he goes into uh, basically reality. Uh, it's a philosophical book, but he kind of relates a lot of it to um, uh, vibration, frequencies, and um, and actually the nervous system. And so the more we can entrain the nervous system and uh, kind of, in a way it's sensitizing it, but it's, it's bolstering it as well, just strengthening the nervous system the, and, and the healing the eyes specifically. I feel like the more, the more information we could take in, the more, the more um, we could use that information. One, one thing I've noticed is that the deeper I go down this path, when I go out into nature, every time it gets, it's a deeper experience every time. It's almost like I'm, t I'm taking in more of that energy. The, the deeper I, I, I go into these self, self-care practices and self-realization and kind of just stillness and kind of getting to know yourself. Um, that's why these things are so powerful is that they do help us to redefine reality. They allow us to take in more information. And, um, and when you combine that with just immersing yourself, jumping in a, in a lake, in a river, in the ocean, or even just walking somewhere where it's green and you're looking around and all the leaves, there's just there's almost sensory overload, but in a good way because it's out in nature. And just that every little everything is rustling and it's just it does something very profound to your entire being i mean this is well known physically mentally spiritually emotionally so yeah i, I love i love the podcast name brian redefining reality that's what it's all about and the more we redefine reality the more we can kind of change the collective reality and kind of re-steer like steer the ship to uh to calmer seas yeah man I'm all for it and that's what this is all about that's what this is all about and it starts with you know better information better thinking better environments being inspired being activated as you say and uh, I'm, I'm like we said before I'm optimistic I think with enough determination and 
in awareness that uh, things are going to continue to get better and better, really. Um, more integrated, more connected, um, and just we're going to develop better strategies for, for, for navigating through this thing called life. So, like I said, we, we, we'll probably have to do a round two at some point because there's a whole lot more things that I would love to pick your brain on, but I want to respect our time for today. I don't want to take up your whole afternoon here. Um, and again, for those listening, everything that we mentioned, books, resources, uh, the stuff about the sauna, Matt's YouTube videos, all that is going to be linked up at brianhardy.ca forward slash mito life. That's M-I-T-O life. And before we hop off, man, I just want to take a second and thank you and acknowledge you for this journey you're on and the dedication, right, and the, the will to share and to inspire and to grow and to help right really just to help yourself and help other people it's uh it's a courageous thing it's a courageous thing to walk a path that is you know pretty much counter to the mainstream at every turn um and so i just want to thank you for that and uh just you know recognize that i appreciate that a lot brother and i really appreciate this podcast and all the information that you share it's we're we're activating people definitely definitely so, everyone listening, you know what to do. You got to go out there. You got to get activated. Do something. Take a cold shower. Go walk in the woods. Ground yourself. Buy a copper rod full of shungite. Have some fun. <laughs> and uh, yeah, make make tomorrow a brighter day. So with that, thank you for listening. Tune in next week. And until next time, keep redefining reality. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for making it to the end. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, please do us a favor. Jump into iTunes and click leave a rating and a review and hit subscribe. That helps more people find out about the show. It helps me to know what you guys like, what you want more of. And as we steer this ship into beautiful, beautiful waters. So again, thank you. Check out the links at the website. There's also a donate button at the website because all of this takes time and costs money and any support that I can get is so, so appreciated. And if that's just your listening and maybe a share on social media, that is perfect too. Take care and be well.